0: Hello and welcome to episode six of Two Buns, One Mancast. I am one of your buns, one of your hosts, Neil Bakshi. And I am the other bun, other host, Quiggy. So we have taken a, a somewhat of a hiatus for a couple of months just as we have gone our separate ways. And, and Quiggy was uh, doing some pretty incredible stuff, uh, helping to, to teach and bring mindfulness to some young, formidable minds uh, out at at a summer camp this summer. And I was out experiencing a couple of very interesting sort of conference networking type events and, and my breathwork certification out in Ibiza. And so just naturally, we didn't have the bandwidth or capacity to really bring you the most fulsome two buns, one man cast episode that we could really offer. But we are glad to be back and glad to share this episode six with you. Our focus for this show is going to primarily be around what I went to in Ibiza, which was called the UP Game. It stands for United Planet Game, and that was a, a time-traveling, immersive reality where players create stories and mythologies from a thriving future, and we can really get into what that means, but really what this is also a platform for is for us to talk about community and I think it's an aspect that is so important today where we see so many different divides amongst people in the world and how we can really foster more of that community and create more of that sense of community abundance and and sense of collective for for all of us
1: absolutely
0: so the hair has been down but the buns are back
1: up and we are ready to go. And I'm stoked about this because him and I just got to catch up properly for the first time in months, a week ago, and he was telling me about this experience he had in Ibiza with Upgame, and I really haven't gotten the full deets. So I'm excited to pick his brain on it and to see what he has learned, what the experience is like, and to be able to share that with everybody and uh, um, extract the conversation of of community uh, out of it and and highlight its importance and, and how we can... Um, Create better communities, create more connection in our in our world. So, um, can you tell me? Can you tell us what UpGame is all about
0: and what brought you there? Absolutely, and and thanks for asking. So, UpGame is, as I mentioned, it stands for United Planet Game. U, Up stands for United Planet, and and the gamification of it is really where every individual takes an active role in creating the game, and so what up game is it's um it's a vision for a regenerative planetary transformation and they made it into a sport by really unleashing collective intelligence and the action of really having people in teams to develop the narratives and strategies and solutions to ultimately solve some of the world's biggest problems and it was created as a way to really reverse engineer a thriving future, and so what that means is the the founders of the Up Game, uh, Lucy Tarnowski, who's one of them, he um, he basically took the UN Sustainable Development Goals and took those and and basically understood is how can we create a compelling story around them, and how can we reverse engineer ultimately solutions. And milestones around these sustainable development goals. And just to get a sense, some of these um, SDGs are things like health and well-being, community abundance, gender harmony, planetary health, ocean stewardship, peace and justice, wealthy commons, water security, land stewardship, circular economies, infrastructure transformation, regenerative cities. So these kinds of goals that the UN has really put out to reach by 2030 and so 24 storytellers as uh as we sort of like to call it came together and were split up into various teams that are associated with the elements so air team water team fire team and earth team and each one had four sustainable development goals attached to it and each day of the week was given to to a specific team and each team would then create a a series of activations led around what does 2030 look like when those specific sustainable development goals have been met. So for example, I was on the water team and my, my team's sustainable development goals were community abundance, wealthy commons, regenerative cities, and infrastructure transformations. And so we had a day where we were able to go out on these electric catamarans out in Ibiza and create an activation. And our activations were primarily around how do we create this sense of community abundance, the wealthy commons, and doing that from the standpoint of 2030. So not we're in 2022, and this is all the things that we need to do for us to get to 2030, but we're already in 2030. We're exemplifying what all of these things mean to us. And so it's basically what I've kind of understood it on my own level to be is, it's a game in the law of resonance where you resonate at the energy and the vibration and the frequency and the characteristics of that which you already, that which you seek to become, but you do it in a way that you have already accomplished that.
1: Mm. And so
0: you speak in terminology of we are already in 2030 and this is what things look like. And so what we did for our for our activations were things around... Um, we did sort of a, a ceremony where everyone jumped into the water and it was symbolic of individuation becoming unification. And so that's everyone mm-hmm. becoming back into the oneness that, that everyone is. And so as part of that, we then came back out of the water and then every person would then say a value that they would bring to the community that w- that they would exemplify and similarly have the community as a whole exemplify mm-hmm. For them to see this is what community abundance feels like and wealthy commons feels like and so everyone would go around and, and say those values and really build more senses of community that way and then in the evening we had this really great dinner uh and another ceremony as well which was um the the theme for that dinner was uh paradox and so everyone came as an individual paradox um, and so they embodied their paradox as well. So it, it, the entire week was, was honestly just absolutely fascinating to see what each team did. And I know I'm going on a little bit of a rant here, but rant but was, and rave, my <laughs> friend. It this was usually it was, my job. <laughs> it, it was honestly uh, it, it, just being immersed with so many, just what really felt like very high vibrational, magical people, all bringing their own unique perspectives to. Some people on some of the days did these activations around getting really deep with connecting with other people on a more, you know, intimate level to to bring harmony and, and thriving for all into the, the main forefront. And so it was things like um ceremonies to sort of and activations around like how do you first get into your body? And then when you're in your body, you are able to get in tune with those emotional states and understand where you were in the past and how do other people see you and, and what kinds of things are you working on growing towards and then creating these like other cool activations around sound and, and music where there was a maestro and they would, they would ask people to create a beat and someone would harmonize to a beat. And then someone would, um, someone would add like a different layer of a beat or, and then someone would go up an octave or down an octave. And it was very cool to see how, you know, different activations got people immersed in different ways um, Mm -hmm. because everyone really brought their forefront and what they were good at and what they really wanted to exemplify as a community of what we're like in 2030 into reality and into existence.
1: Mm, So, so cool. Can you clarify what you mean by activation?
0: Absolutely. So activation, I mean, someone that is taking sort of a commanding or or lead role in curating an experience. So that can be someone is uh, someone was leading a a guided death meditation. So there was a death doula, uh, someone who had been been by the bedside of, of dying people for 27 years. And she led a guided death meditation where you were able to go back into your ancestral lineage and really immerse yourself and see what your ancestors went through so you could begin to heal some of those wounds or understand those perspectives on a deeper level. Activations around things like we did on the on the electric catamarans, activations around um, sort of movement and and, and yogic movement or getting in the body and shaking or, or, um, or some of those voice activations, there was vocal toning, understanding sort of how humming and and light language is deeply sort of ingrained in all of our beingness., uh, there was activations around um, people doing sort of guided channeling sessions, people um, taking us on hikes. and there would be music on the hikes. and there would be this this entire experience of the hike and this uh, this dinner when we got to the beach at night that was this this raw plant-based, dinner and so it was like everyone just curates very different things that they're mm. that they're good at and that they, that they like to bring um and so it was re- really interesting to see how and the days were just absolutely jam packed um mm. with, with all of these types of types of activations and and things that people were just creating as a way to be really embodied in that sense of 2030 and like what does mm. that look and really feel like for us to to be in this space where these goals are achieved and it's not just Outwardly achieved, but inwardly achieved as well.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, I'm feeling and sensing a huge parallel with some of the work that I've been diving into recently. You know, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and um, you know, coming back to that sort of ritualization is almost like a kinesthetic learning. When you're talking about jumping off of the catamaran and merging, you know, our sense of individuality with with the oneness, uh, really to me brings up a parallel with with his work and and a lot of work of you know this law of resonance and and manifestation is really being what you want to attract. And so I'm I'm doing a lot of work currently on the on the level of the individual of like creating the experience within yourself, the emotions, the intention, the visualization that actually incites the biological change that then attracts what you're looking for in the future. So you've got to be what you want to attract in the future you've got to be 2030 for 2030 to happen that way and so i'm just i'm loving the way that you're describing this and and when you say activation the way that i took it initially and i think still actually makes sense is like you're activating that law of resonance by by actualizing and living the future that you want to attract and create but on the community level and to do that all together uh, is so powerful and that's something also that Joe Dispenza's work is, is pointing to, to as well as like we can all like if we all focus you know in numbers on a certain outcome on a certain future we have as a collective conscious consciousness the capacity to make that happen so so beautiful to hear that you guys are activating that and like thinking constructively and and i love that the un is you know you're using these kind of like these these markers of like well what kind of what kind of 2030 do we want and then we get creative with it and we do it as a community and then we actually live it we embody it and and that's going to make it you know that's that's saying to the universe hey this is this is what we're what we're going to make happen
0: i i love that you bring that up because really the whole sort of purpose and feeling behind the up game is unleashing community potential. It's activating collective intelligence and it's mm. unlock, unlocking really the, the cooperative advantage of people. And so it really is about how do we reverse engineer a thriving future for all? Um, and so narratives really are are at the front line of, of cultural transformation wherever you see it. And so once enough people believe it, then the culture starts to change. And mm. Once the culture starts to change, then everything starts to change from how companies operate to how governments operate to how societies and, and communities are, are built. Um and so really that was that was that's sort of the the basis for upgame. And and it's 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 about it's about how once you're able to once you're able to find a way to change the narratives. And and create, it's not just changing the narratives because people don't necessarily respond to to, to changing something and fighting the existing reality, but it's about creating something new that then makes the existing form obsolete. And so making mm. something that's so great and so vibrant in the way it is, it's thought about and it's brought to life that it can't help but be adopted because it is so much more efficient in every manner.
1: As you described that, I'm feeling like, you know, we're so resistant to change. It's uncomfortable because we're safe, so to speak, with where we are. Uh, You know, even even though a lot of our, you know, safety and and comfort, you know, revolves around self-destructive, world-destructive habits, it's really tough to change because we have to face that discomfort. But I love what you're describing of like, if we create a future reality and are super clear on it and embody it and it just feels freaking awesome it just brings you forward with it it's not so much oh i gotta push through this discomfort of change it's like i'm i'm attracted to i'm being invited by this this brilliant and bright future and and what a what a brilliant way i'm stoked i want to is this every year can is
0: This is every year. And and so it's, it's not just every year, but they're working on bringing it to different cities around the world as well. So Ibiza, Dubai, different places in the world to create this community of, of up game individuals who are very action oriented and who want to see really a thriving future. And it's, it's really done in a very beautiful, masterful way. And I think one of the most amazing things that I got from it was just being able to meet such unique and incredible people, like the the people that were there were from all different walks of life, all different countries around the world, but they all shared the commonality of people who wanted to be real change makers for positive good as it relates to solving really substantial world problems. And it just seemed like so much magic unfolded when all of these people were together, right? The, the amount of synchronicities and, and someone would say something at lunch and it would happen by dinner. And it was just amazing to see how quickly hmm. things happened. And it, it really felt like, you know, there was no timeline and, and time just completely collapsed in on itself. And you were able just to see things unfold and, and unswirl in a really, really synchronous way is kind of the only is the only way i can explain it
1: love it yeah i i can imagine it it just feels very intentional and coherent and Mm. symbiotic and it sounds like um you know in, in our conversation as we shift into kind of like you know a broader look at community it sounds like a really really well designed community and i'm curious you know what do you think that they did really well in cultivating a community and how does that make you feel how has that made you feel as a as a part of that whole
0: yeah it's a, that's a really great question i i think what i th- i think what was done well about cultivating the community was in some sense the act of allowing the community to come together on its own Mm -hmm. and it's interesting to say that but for example some people might not have thought about coming to the game some people i spoke to said they didn't even think about coming to the up game until like a week before whereas some others thought about coming you know a month before and and some others had come two or three times before as well so it's it's kind of the 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 concept of release and surrender because in in doing so i think that is what kind of allows the flow of life to to work its magic as it's supposed to mm-hmm. and and bring together the right people that are supposed to be there at any given instant. so that that was kind of the, the most interesting aspect for me and as we sort of shift into talking about community more broadly because i think the up game is, was amazing as sort of the, this microcosm for for creating the outward ripple of what we want to see broadly in community. But really, the concept of of tapping into this this community potential and, and the collective intelligence that we all have, because we are all such unique pieces of of this puzzle of humanity and bring such differing perspectives. I want to I want to ask you what's one value that you think you would bring and want to embody within you know a broader collective sense of of community and community abundance.
1: Mm. The first thing that comes to mind is compassion and and gratitude. I mean those are kind of my two favorite spices to put in the in the pot in any pot whether that's in my own personal growth or in my coaching or in community. I think those are essential and and compassion is you know, just a, I think one of the most heart-centered flavors of connection. It's just like understanding and seeing and feeling our common humanity in a way that says, Hey, like, I understand that you hurt. I I feel hurt too. Like hurt sucks. Let's all hurt less, you know, and and it's such a simple thing. And I think as you develop that skill, emotional capacity intention, it has so many different sort of edges to it. Um, It is such a tool of connection. Gratitude, as well, they say, mm-hmm. is is a is a connection emotion because you're always being appreciative of something. There's always a second piece to the equation, you know. It, yourself, you can be appreciative of yourself, but like you're appreciative of oh, that was a really delicious meal that I had. I'm appreciative of the chef. Like, there's a connection built into that. So I think both of those are really invaluable qualities of our humanness that that communities gotta have.
0: That's awesome. That's, that's absolutely awesome. And I, I love the concept of, of gratitude as ability to connect with others as well, because so often we think of just gratitude as just, you know, something we're grateful for being able to really open the heart center through gratitude and, and see the world through a, a much brighter lens. Yeah. Um, no matter, you know, how small or big the thing we are grateful for is, but being able to also use that as a way to connect to other people I think that that's awesome. And, and I, I would love to also ask you sort of what sorts of things around community have you been thinking about, have been top of mind for you? And and I know that this has sort of been a, a topic that that we discussed very, very briefly, but I'd, I'd love to sort of see if you could share with our listeners around the concepts of of community that you've been bringing into your life and that have been very top of mind for you.
1: Yeah, thanks for, thanks for asking that. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is just sharing, I think, a conceptual underlying understanding um, in the way that I view community. And, and it kind of comes back to what you're we saying about how Upgame is doing you know, this program in different cities. And I see a Venn diagram that is almost infinite. It's almost like the flower of life that's just kind of perpetually overlapping with different little little pieces here and there of other other groups. And and you can even use the ocean analogy of like, we're all our little waves, but when we come together, we can create this like tsunami of love, you yeah. know? And so yeah. we're still a piece of the ocean, but as a community, we're more whole in our ability to um, ripple out and and affect the, the greater whole. So I, I think that communities are something that Isn't a one and done. It's not like I'm only in this community and this is my, you know, bread and butter. And I don't, it's like, no, we have so many communities. We have so many families, you know, you have your biological family, you have the family, you have different friend groups, you know, you might have sports teams that you join or or different groups that you participate in. You go to the music festival for a weekend is a community that is Mm, a three day experience. Upgame was a community for you, for you. That is one of many. So I, I see my intention in terms of community is not so much to be like, I got to find my one, you know, kind of in and out group, like I feel safe in this group kind of mindset. It's like, a, how do we cultivate a life that um, involves community in as many ways as possible, and bringing some of these loving intentions into them, that that actually connect us on, on a deeper level, because then it all just kind of like, you know, we have more and more of these tsunami waves of love. And then the ocean is just like beaming with, with high vibes. And I, I think that's really, you know, for me, the end game is also like, how do we create a better planet? You know, how do we create a more harmonious universe and and not, you know, blow ourselves up? Um, well, I think communities are really, you know, as you say, power in numbers, loving communities in as many places and spaces as possible is really the um, the way to go, the way to make that happen. Um, and it doesn't have to be as, you know, like thoughtful and intentional as up game. It could be, you know, your local pickleball club, but if it makes you feel appreciated and connected and valued over something that you, you love to do, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful, loving, uh, addition to your life and to the world around you.
0: Yeah. 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 You're absolutely right. You know, there really just doesn't need to be one singular community that you you're a part of, you know, for life, and and that's that's the only community because I think there is really a lot of beauty in being able to have that mind share amongst the different mm-hmm. interests that you have and meeting other people across different modalities that are able to open and expand your own view of of the world and consciousness and, and whatever you're in, interested in. There's something that kind of just came to me as as you're you're talking, and. It's a little bit on on the flip side of that coin as well, and, and so for for anyone listening that might be like, you know, you guys are are talking about such a rosy picture of the world mm. and 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 what you want to happen, um, but th- there's also like so much happening along the lines of uh, uh, along the the lines of division today, and, and we see it almost in every facet of life. You can look at it in terms of politics. You can look at it in terms of um vaccine status. You can look at it in terms of views of of mask wearing or views of even your favorite sports team or, or like right. You can you can kind of view all of these different ways of ways that people separate and divide and, and create that that divide. And and so race for example, like all of these sort of subtopics that have been very top of mind that that are in our, our social forefront today that are are very spoken about. And so my question is for someone that might be really focused on a lot of these externalities that are, you know, very divisive for a lot of people, how do you acknowledge what's happening in all of these areas, but still work towards creating the community that you want, building the community you want, finding the community you want? Because I think a lot of people out there are also very much looking for that sense of community and looking for that tribal connection to other people. Mm. And so what sorts of either tips or advice or or even just mindset shifts or are you able to just think about on your own personal level to to start to to move towards what we're talking about in our in our view of of our rosy picture of, of the world?
1: Toads my goats we're gonna we're gonna that rosy picture is it's coming together it's coming together I think we both we both believe that. Um, yeah, I, I think it comes down to compassion and common humanity. I mean, as you're describing that, so something that I've really been reflecting on is, um, you know, all of those things that you described, the divisive sort of identifications of our political nature of, you know, within race sometimes, um, you know, like, it's all, they're all communities, you know, communities are inevitable because community is an essential human need. We are social beings we are designed and evolved interdependently so we're whether we're doing so unconsciously or consciously like on the lookout and creating community everywhere we go i think unconsciously done without compassion and without the healing and the awareness uh, you know that i think we're we're aiming for our world to to start incorporating into ourselves as individuals and as communities Um, A lot of these communities tend to be very Mm fear-driven, very in-group, out-group, sort of egoic driven. So, you know, like I've been commenting on the polarity of our like political system right now is like, that's, we identify with, oh yeah, I'm on the left, I'm a liberal, you know, F all the people on the right, because this is my community and I feel safe in my community. And so it's almost like when you come back to that Venn diagram, sort of like group of bubbles... Instead of them, the bubbles overlapping and knowing, like, hey, we're all humans underlying the differences of our communities, we feel separate. You know So my community's over here, and your community's over here. And so there is a fearful tribalism that I think will arise and, and has arisen in many spaces in the world out of an unconsciousness. You know, because we're just social, socially driven, survival driven beings. And so without, you know, if we're left to leave our brain to its own devices and, you know, the modern world we live in, we're going to find communities that end up being more divisive. And connecting in terms of the greater whole. So I think it's just bringing that compassion into whatever community it is. And you can have your political beliefs. You can be in whatever community you want, but it's about the intention. It's like, is my community going to be separate from yours? And I'm going to like, you know, put up my, my fists, you know, if you start coming around here, it's like, no, it's like, we can have our, you know, different beliefs. We can have our differences. We can have our different preferences, but Underlying it, that that's the compassion is the common humanity is at the end of the day, we all want to be loved and we all want to suffer as little as possible. We're all human beings, you know, and I think if we can connect on that, like, like the grand community, the universal community, then we can have whatever little microcosms of community we want, as long as we're not fighting each other over the ability to have that we just have to coexist. So that's, that's my hope is how do we take. You know, a need for community and just bring a little bit more love into it.
0: You took the word right <laughs> out of my mouth as you were gonna, as you said it, and that word is intentionality. And it it's been so it's really been on the on the front of my radar because in a lot of my my discussions with, with clients, like that's the word that they keep bringing up is is the the power of what they've realized within their own intention, and that's within their own personal lives and that's within enacting things that they want to be goal focused and what happens when you bring that intentionality of compassion to create a more cohesive community and an inclusive community where everyone is valued and respected for what they're able to bring regardless of what they're able to bring because that is that is that's a beautiful aspect for them it's um i think it really i that's going to be my i'm going to going to blow it but that's going to be my golden nugget takeaway it's really the intentionality (laughs) behind community um i I really really do love that i really resonate with that
1: is there anything that you would hash out or add to the intentions that make a a community quality heart-centered the way that you would would see it coming up in the future or ideally
0: yeah One of the, one of the words that really stuck out to me, uh, it's a couple words and and they're interconnected and related, but it's around things like respect and Mm -hmm. consent and understanding it's okay to bring differing perspectives and different views and, and maybe someone else likes something different and maybe Mm -hmm. someone else doesn't like that. And it's about not overstepping necessarily a boundary because sometimes it can be like, oh, you know, compassion and love and everyone's just like ooey gooey. And it's just like this melding togetherness of just everything. But simultaneously, how do we respect the fact that we are still individuals in this mm. community, right? And so how do we respect individual space? How do we ask people for consent and understanding if it's something that involves them or or their person or, or their views and beliefs? And so- it's It's part of this amazing view and cycle of this world of duality that we find ourselves in, which is how like we're creating this sense of community and fostering this sense of of belonging is what I'll say. It's really about belongingness because when you talk about mm. tribal connection and wanting to be part of that community, it's it's about feeling like you belong. I think that's that's what everyone ultimately on earth kind of wants to feel part of that they belong to something, right? They belong to some community that, that resonates with their values that they're able to share a commonality and common ground but simultaneously how do you maintain your own individuality and interests as it relates to mm. that and i think that that's done through things like permission consent respect mm. and and really honoring those things
1: mm. I love that. Yeah. It's always kind of an ongoing sort of question and balance of balancing, you know, the, the connectedness to the world around us and our own, you know, inner free will. And, and, um, you know, I think as we, we wrap this up, something that I think is really important is just, um, the quality of, of freedom within, you know, any, any given, uh, community that's created. And that again, comes down to the, the intention of like, Yes, we want to have these common values these common interests that link us. But at the end of the day, we can also like understand and respect our differences. And I think that's important, not just within the group, but also outside of the group too, is like, hey, we're our community. We may really, really love pickleball, but we're not going to go like egg the tennis club's houses because like they're on the side of the bad racket, racket ball sport, you know, like it's, they can do their thing and we can do our thing, you know? So... I think there's kind of layers to it of, you know, respecting our differences as individuals, you know, we're all just so incredibly complex and unique. And then, you know, creating spaces where we can find commonality, and then respecting our differences within those communities. But but I guess, as I'm kind of just like spitballing all this, like, there's so much in common, yet there's so much indifference, there's Mm. so much difference, you know, and that's that duality of like, You know, when when I speak of compassion, I'm really bringing bringing to light, you know, kind of the Dalai Lama's definition, which is, again, you know, at the end of the day, like what brings us together is we all want to be loved and we all want to hurt as little as possible. Like that as a common understanding, everything else can be different, but if we can just if we, (laughs) if we can just understand and appreciate that, like let everybody be different and unique and independent in all the ways that we want. But if we can come at each other with love and respect, understanding just that, and it's the same for other living creatures too. Like, you know, creatures don't want to be tortured or, or die, you know, for no reason or at all, you know, they want to, they want to have a good time. Dolphins want to play, you know, let the dolphins play. Let the dolphins play. Let the whales play. That's my golden nugget. Let the Dolphins play.
0: Okay, I I love it. I mean, (laughs) let the Dolphins play and intentionality with community compassion. I think that those are two incredible takeaways. As we sort of venture down this road, I want to ask you what's something fun and exciting or interesting going on in your life that you feel Mm. compelled to share with our listeners just as a way to childlike play top of mind and keep that fervent wonder with the, the way you go about the world. Mm. uh, sort of as part of our our narrative.
1: Yeah. I'm just loving learning right now. I mean, I've been on the move for such a minute that I have not had as much time and energy to focus on myself and my own growth and healing as much as I would like to. So, um, I'm learning a bunch right now. Like I'm in a two-year teacher meditation teacher training program that's coming up, but I'm in like the prerequisite course. It's just helping me, like reinstill mindfulness into my daily life. I'm doing this course to help me stop sabotaging my beautiful relationship and heal a bunch of like old child wounds that are coming up. And I'm just having fun with this stuff. It's so empowering to just have that, you know, I guess it comes back to that sort of visualization of like, we're, we're afraid to change because we're comfortable, but if we can see a future possibility that's so attractive and beautiful that it just yanks us in that direction, we're going, you know, we're going down the river, you know, we're going along the path of least resistance. And I really find that for me, I just have that I've always, and I think we all have that, but I've, found it now in this moment, this path of least resistance to just like grow and learn. And it just feels so good. Just feels fun to, to like, Oh, like, Oh, that makes sense. Like, Oh, I'm going to do that. You know, and to put it to practice. So I'm having a blast learning and growing in my own,
0: own, own world here. How about you?
1: What are you, what do you got going on that you're stoked about?
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The, The growth journey, the healing journey, whatever, you know, whatever journey it really is. It's never really over, is it? And and as much as the ego sometimes wants to be like, oh, you know, we got up here, like we're done, we learned all this, but like, you know, it's never over. And I think that the fun yeah. part is, if you're able to approach it the way you're approaching these these things about this desire to always want to learn, right? E- even when you look at corporate jobs, when I worked at Goldman, everyone was like, what's, what's one trait that you would recommend someone have when they want to... Like, like join, join the company. And I, I would always say like just a desire to want to learn because it's, mm. if you have that within you, then it makes everything else just flow so much easier. It's not like you're apathetically going through the day and just being like told that you need to do this and you have to grow this way or like even in your own personal growth journey. Right. So I, I think that desire to, to, to want to learn and and that excitement with learning that you have is, is so so awesome! And if, if people take something away from that, I hope it's that. Uh, in my own personal life, um, something that was fun was w- was really Ibiza. That was that was amazing. I'm I'm going to be moving there actually next year for for a couple months just to start, just to kind of get a taste of it because so much really unfolded for me so magically there. People I met, things that I was able to be involved in, um, hopefully able to facilitate other breathwork retreats out there for for students who want to learn. Um, and just meeting the community of people out there was so awesome. It was just like people that I just immediately felt like I vibed with. Just just dropped into deep conversation, and it was like you know, it, it kind of felt like that that tribal feeling. And we're, we're talking about community, and it's it kind of felt like a, a nice community that I wanted to to at least be surrounded by and and immerse myself in for a little little bit of time. Um, and then, aside from that, it's my niece's first birthday next week, so looking forward
1: Woo-hoo! to that. Happy birthday! What's your yeah. name? Mira. Mira.
0: Happy birthday, Mira. Happy birthday, Mira.
1: I'm I'm so jazzed for you because I know what it feels like to be in the midst of a community that uplifts you and inspires you and i'm just so i'm so stoked that you're going to go live in Ibiza for 3 months maybe forever who knows <laughs> who knows cuz i know it's just going to light you up and and you're going to light up the people around you so go go live and embody the the future of community that that you you want to see and I would love to make a like kind of a closing comment since I kind of derailed myself with the whole go play it let the dolphins <laughs> <laughs> I kind of got lost in the sauce so I would love to you know and, and invite us both to do this is kind of end things with sort of the practicality you know what okay so we talk sort of you know big big picture talk about community but like how how can people, how can people play a role in that you know and everything everything starts on the individual level, you know, and like you as an individual make healthy change in yourself and you join a community, that's a healthy change. And then that community spreads out and impacts people. And up game is one of those things that's spreading the tsunamis of love around the world. But, you know, on the individual level, we have to take action. We have to, we have to take responsibility for putting ourselves in the position to activate In healthy communities. So, you know, my invitation for people is to, yeah, let's go. My invitation is for people to, you know, just take stock of like, what is community? What's the current state of community in my life? Like, you know, and it might be nice to just like jot down what are all the different communities I have. I have my biological family. I've got this friend group. I've got my coworkers. And what's the quality of each of these communities? Like, do I leave? Do I feel good when I'm in that community? Do I leave feeling full or do I leave feeling drained? You know? And Furthermore, maybe take stock of like, how much of that is coming from my relationship to it coming from my inner experience, how much of it is coming from the outward experience and the group of people and the intentions behind that community and start to just like, you know, analyze and unpack like, do I have enough good community in my life? And how might my life be better if I had quality, you know, more quality community interaction in my life, and then go look for it you know, figure out what you love to do and go find a, you know, a book club or, you know, the pickleball club or, or create your own group of friends, you know, like in Denver, my partner, Sarah and I, we love music. We love to dance. And so we've started a little jam fam text group of like 20 people. And we just text all the shows we bought tickets for and say, Hey, anybody wants to come to any of these shows? And we just create a community that way. So community is easy to create as well. It just takes a little initiative. So I encourage everybody to take stock of how they're feeling in terms of community within their life. And then, you know, figure out creative ways to engage more with it. And that might mean a music festival or going to something like Up Game or, you know, an online community. There's all sorts of different workshops, a yoga, you know, studio. There's infinite ways that one can find community. And when we find it and we find compassionate, appreciative ones, it lights us the F up. And we want everybody to be lit the F up. So go light yourself the F up and let the dolphins play.
0: Light up, light up. Community... (laughs) Belonging, and I want to add values into that because I think the mm. three of them will correspond super nicely. So, so along with what Quiggy said, think about also just the value or values. It's easier just singular value that you bring to mm. even one of the communities because that will again bring more intentionality behind mm. fostering and cultivating that from the individual level. So, love that. Thank you, Quiggy.
1: Yeah, I want to end with a shout out for us. We are in. Dun, 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 dun. Talks of creating a men's group coaching group redundant group I said group twice and we're really psyched about it I've benefited tremendously from men's group work and uh, have you have you done any men's group work
0: Yep I have done yeah. a bit of men work yep.
1: It's it's absolutely beautiful and we're really excited so more deets on that to come uh, because we want to create community. Um, And we want to create one that's led with, you know, compassion and and gratitude and healing and growth. And we, we know
0: that we can do that. So keep an ear out for that. Absolutely. And if you are listening to this, and that does intrigue you, and you do want to be part of our founding men's group community with Quiggy and I, please just reach out to us, send us an email, send us a text, you know where to reach us. And we would love to talk to you about your intentions for that and, and why you want to be part of that and, and sort of what we can help you and, and, mm-hmm. and help that entire, uh, that part of your life uh, lift up as well. So thank you.
1: Thank you everybody for listening. It's such a pleasure to be back here. It's such a pleasure to be back here with you, Neil, and to, to Chit Chat whack Give a community a bone, having fun,
0: talking shop, doing it up, living large. On that note, that is a wrap for episode six of Two Buns, One Man Cast on Community. We will let the Dolphins play with that.